Hello and welcome to another rousing edition of Trending Topics with BB. I am your humble host, Brooke Brown. We are back for a new episode that is also available in video form because we've been multi-streaming them based on the current 2021 technology available. Uh, so you can listen to this all and watch it, uh, preferably on the YouTube channel. But if you're going to listen to the podcast feed, welcome back. Uh, But first, I do want to go over the housekeeping, as I call it, before I introduce my lovely guests on this episode. So if you have not logged on to the official website, which is trendingtopicswithbbpodcast.com, please do so. Uh, Keep that bookmarked. There you will get the uploaded new episodes, as well as links to the merchandise page where you can support your, well, show your support by ordering a custom merchant item. Uh, And fun fact, uh, there is a Patreon page, a Patreon. So if you become a patron on Patreon for this podcast, which is patreon.com slash ttwithbb. Uh, Anybody who signs up who's the first 15 patrons on any tier as a member will receive their choice of one item from my custom merch. Uh, So please, if you want to show your support for the fact this podcast has been around for almost 10 years, it's been evolving as technology's evolved, it started out as a video podcast, funny, fun fact, and now is went to a audio only and now is both. So fun fact. Anyway, so thank you to everybody out there listening to this podcast, as, as well as you may have noticed we have switched over to Anchor. Uh, so if you go to anchor.fm, look up Trending Topics with BB, you can also find the links to subscribe to this uh, podcast anywhere podcasts are found as well as on the website. Uh, So thank you. Also, I do want to point out that it really does help me with this podcast if you are on a platform such as Apple Podcasts or TuneIn or anywhere you can leave a rating and a comment. I'll take the bad comments, even if you hate the podcast. But... I would love a favorable rating um, to show that you're listening to this podcast, you enjoy this podcast, and you support my efforts. I've been, it's been a long road uh, of this podcast. It's going to continue, uh, but thank you for your loyalty for all you listeners out there in the world. And if you're new, welcome. All right, that out of the way, I do want to introduce my guests. Uh, you may have noticed in the past episodes, I have talked about the show on Netflix called Lucifer. It's an epic show. It's held a historic run. Well, it just, the final season just aired and we wanted to talk about it on this episode. Uh, I welcome back Gail Crawford and Mira Keto, who have been on this podcast before to talk about Lucifer. And then I also welcome a new guest, Carrie Skinner. And we talk in depth. Actually, this is a long one, Uh, but we wanted to talk about every episode and kind of also talk about us as Lucy fans. So without further ado, I'll give you my lovely chat with Gail, Carrie, and Mira. Well, welcome to a new episode of Trending Topics with BB, everybody. Uh, it's been a while. I've taken, I've been traveling uh, and doing some stuff, pers- had personal stuff. So it's been a while since I did an episode, but I also wanted to give us all time to epically watch the final season of Lucifer. So before we get into that, I want to welcome back Gail to the podcast. Hi. I want to welcome Carrie to the podcast and welcome back Mira because Mira has done her own episode where we talked about her business as well um so and to all the Lucy fans that'll tune into this either in video or when I get the audio up today uh welcome and hope you enjoy so we have a lot to talk about uh I have the episode synopsis in front of me of the season uh even though I've watched it 
twice or three times. I don't even know. Um, so I think the best thing for everybody to kind of go down the line would be we're going to go episode by episode, all 10 episodes of the final season of Lucifer. And then we'll talk about the series as a whole and kind of what's coming up now that the cast is on to other projects and crew. And then there'll be conventions next year. Um, so let's start with the first episode. Nothing ever changes around here. So I wanted to start with the fact that this they did a great job with callbacks to the previous season. And the fact mm -hmm. that the opening scene is the opening kind of callback to the opening scene of the show is just brilliant. So let's talk about how they brought back actors, specifically the motorcycle cop in this episode. So who wants to, to take kick it off? Well, it was definitely fun. I mean, for a lot of us, that opening scene is kind of what drew us into the show because it was just, there was a, there's attitude to it and it was kind of fun. So to have them kind of, you know, repeat it and call back to that was, I liked it. I, I sat there kind of snickered the whole time and the actor was all excited about it on Twitter too. He's like, oh my gosh, they invited me back. And I just thought that was really cool. I think <laughs> and I also, I also like the scene, but go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> I think that they, uh, perfectly set the mood for I think what they had in mind like it's a loop because with Lucifer mm -hmm. it's always a hell loop and so they looped it back to season one and it can just go over and over and over and just keep binging it yeah I feel like they want to like have like a really good callback to season one so like put in like the character the cop character and they want to like have us go back to the memories of the first episode. What is What was your thoughts? Because uh, for those that don't know, and I spent uh, 2020, uh, the year we don't really want to talk about, in LA. Uh, I live there. And um, the Magic Castle, I drove by it a million times. And when they put it, they, this episode is centered around that because I've heard about how cool it is, but it was shut down for COVID. And then obviously they got to shoot in it. But what was cool is the, the storyline of and the fact that Lucifer's all giddy about magic and and showing Chloe around and it's a date, but then it turns into a murder mystery. And it's just talk about how and then they introduced Carol really well as the new detective. So talk about what your thoughts were of the magic castle as a set piece for this episode well isn't it really hard to get in there so they liked for them to use it as a, 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 a location was really cool because like most of us will never get to see it so with this iconic thing they got to go and do a shot in there i personally totally loved how dirty lucifer was about magic yeah. I just thought that fits him so well. Like you were like you said, he's giddy. He was so nerdy about it. I just thought that was adorable. So I thought that was really kind of a. It was fun. It was like a light way to get a kind of a serious season started. Maybe it was definitely super fun because I've never seen that castle. I didn't know it existed. Well, I'm sheltered in Florida, so how would I know? <laughs> it's and Go ahead. Oh, thank you. Um, the Magic Castle was like the best thing like 
they could have shot in because they basically want to like have sets of fun and adventures and also reminds me of like a murder mystery dinner so basically mm. they're having dinner like solving a murder but they're not actually yeah. detectives anymore yeah and i thought the special effects in the episode you know we talk about the other special effects we'll get to that later but the funny part is when lucifer is walking chloe in and then he's getting drinks and it's like bones is like a skeleton <laughs> just going by and there's a floating guy that's like they just walk by like it's normal nothing happened yeah yeah but i i did i did hear that yeah you have to be a member of the magic yeah Yeah, you cannot just go in there so that fact that they had a whole you know location shoot um and i'm sure some of it was sets but the fact that they got to like use it as a location was really cool like that was so it's something you're not going to see a lot on a tv or a show or a movie it's just not going to happen so it was so cool yeah and I also thought it was funny. Well, they, they, they also, other than Lucifer being like, I don't want to, like, I'm, it's magic, don't ruin it. But also the fact that, like, Chloe's like, still being a detective, even though she's off the clock. Um, oh, yeah. As, but because they were there as witnesses, uh, was great. And I think also bringing, like, Ella being like, oh, you guys are back, but not really. And just, <laughs> <laughs> it's just really funny because I, I feel like they get like sort of a, a a warning that they're having a hard time stopping who they are to be a new person. Yeah, yeah. They, you can sort of see some warning signs and that they're not totally sure how this is going to work quite yet, and yeah. they don't know how to like give up the current job, sort of. Right, and I think it was. Because as we will talk about, the the season gets a lot crazier. Um, I think it was a great intro episode for the final season because it's more about the callbacks, but also like the new era of leading from season five. Um, so that leads us, I guess we can move on to the next episode, Bucket the Baggage, uh, which is great because it's the drag queen episode. I love Bob the drag queen and the fact that they got him in this episode uh, was great. Um, but let's talk about the fact that like Lucifer is like, well, I need to help somebody, but he's like solo Carol because I don't like Carol. And, uh, it's just great that they looked into this and then, well, and they kept the parallel of like what the episode talks about and what. Lucifer's it's he's still growing in this season, which is funny. Um, in terms of like not necessarily with Dr. Linda, but basically like, oh, I'm learning a lesson of maybe I should become God. So talk a little bit about buckets of baggage and, and how this episode shaped going into the season. It seems like Lucifer was still trying really, really hard to find his purpose. And how he will fit into this whole world or the new world and he just keeps searching for himself and constantly it's just a funny way to see him be like almost like in season one and like the earlier seasons when he comes up with these crazy ideas and the the funny puns and all that i missed that yeah it was good to see yeah And, and carol character is brilliant 
and I was delighted mm. to see that they found some storyline for Ella to find a real good guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and I, we're not. What's funny is that Ella is just like, is is this a guy? Because she's has PTSD, as we, we oh, remember. And so she doesn't want to go full in, but she's like, is Carol a good guy? Like, that's yeah. And, and, and Chloe's trying to convince her in the season, like, yeah. Um, so what are your thoughts on, like, I like, I thought it was cute that they bonded over, what was the movie? The old 80s movie? What was it? Oh, um, um, oh, oh shoot. Yeah, it was a it was like it was a Jackie Chan movie. It was yeah, a Jackie Chan movie. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I just um, <laughs> so great. Well, it was cute that she found somebody that has that sort of like nerdiness energy that she has, but is like so forgiving of of things that are hard for her. Like that was it was okay with him that she needed to take her time and she wasn't quite sure what she wanted and like that didn't scare him away because that isn't the way it goes for some people sometimes they, they don't want to wait things out so yeah. it seemed like that was boding well on him as a person and the actor's like super likable so yeah, yeah. true well. like i what was things like they have like a good relationship and all that stuff and like they used the person to find it. I was so upset when Pete was a serial killer. I thought he was a good guy, but. Mm-hmm. Well, they needed a twist in that season. Yeah. Um, I felt like I saw it coming, but then I, we talked about it on the last episode. I didn't with Pete until I rewatched the season and saw that, oh, there was a lot of foreshadowing that I missed. Yeah. I didn't um, feel like something was right with him, so I wasn't like super shocked. Well, I, I knew it wasn't going to be, it was too good to be true, kind of, mm -hmm. but I didn't know how they were going to reveal it. Um, but I think that was why in this season, they were trying to play the whole, like, are you going to be skeptical about Carol? Because oh, yeah, definitely. Guy. Um, but still, he was a friend of Dan's, so we all wanted to have that hope that, well, Dan's not trying to, you know, hurt Ella, so... I think that's why. I would... Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I'm glad. We'll, well, we'll get to that, but the bringing back Kevin Alejandro as Dan, but he's a ghost, is kind of the best thing ever. Um, so I, I guess I'm just trying to go through these episodes. I know it seems like we're, we're rushing through, but we have a lot to talk about. So the next one was epic, Yabba Dabba Doomy, and the animated part of it, which. <laughs> Side note, in my opinion, uh, if anything Lucifer-related comes back, I think they'll do an animated series, because why not? Um, but let's talk about how this episode was actually... There was a lot of references to the 80s, because it's a flashback episode mm -hmm. of um, a character. And also, this is the first time that Chloe goes to hell with Lucifer. So that, that was an interesting kind of like turn but awesome at the same time so before we get into the animated part of it in the loop and, and kind of what the episode ends talk about the fact that like we're now seeing chloe and lucifer be more on the same they're more on the same page as a couple um and the fact that they he was like 
afraid to take her to hell, but she's like all about it because she's addicted to Amenadil's necklace. So let's talk about the power that she's feeling and the addiction that has happened. Who wouldn't be? <laughs> That's true. It's valid. It's valid. I, I was like, I was like shocked, like how she. I was like, wonder how can she go to hell because you know she might die, you know, in hell if she gets sucked into one of those portals. Hmm? True, but I also because of the strength she gets from that necklace, I also felt that she was going to be fine going with Lucifer for some reason. Plus, if Lucifer does say yes, he's going to take care of her. I mean, he would not. He would no, not. I, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that was a good dynamic, but it's funny that Lucifer didn't kind of... In this episode, he didn't really realize what was happening yet about... I mean, we get to that later, but about the necklace and what it meant to Chloe. Um, so it's it's interesting how you know we can see it as an audience, and then we're right there hoping that Lucifer's figuring out what's going on. Um, so, but what I liked about this episode and the flashbacks of the '80s and kind of bringing it back to the very isn't that the pilot episode that that. What was the pilot episode another flashback basically of the the who they're going after the um i can't even think of his name at the moment uh um, jimmy barnes oh, there we barnes. go jimmy barnes yeah mm-hmm. and that yeah. and finding the origin story of like this is if this would have gone differently he wouldn't have even met chloe um so that was a great callback too to kind of bring close in that mm-hmm. loop of the first basically going to help his friend that got killed. So let's talk about how they integrated the animated part of it to kind of, that was hilarious, but it also, then it turned into a flashback of like, well, we need to help and see why he's as evil as he is. Um, so talk about your thoughts when you saw, well, we kind of thought, we knew there was an animated episode coming. It wasn't like a spoiler spoiler. Know how they were gonna do it. So, what what was your thoughts on how they executed it? I think that they did a way better job. That I was afraid first when I saw that there will be an animated section, and I'm like, oh no, they so many people try that. And, but then it was really funny, and it was so well executed, and and it's just I was laughing so much at it. And this episode, actually, what I thought of, it had such highs and lows, like so wide gap between the lighthearted and heavy in the end, that this episode just hit me so hard in the end with uh, how Jimmy Barnes actually become what what was the reason, like childhood, um, uh, uh, what is it called? Like trauma. Trauma, that's the word I was sorry. I was yeah. looking for. Like childhood trauma can affect you throughout your whole life. Right. Deep. And and it's just the way this show goes to depth sometimes it's it just hits you in the guts. And this episode was one of those to me. 
Well, and I think that's another, like, bigger callback to, like, so many characters who have trauma themselves that they're trying to get through another kind of thing. That, like, sometimes, you know, you get so focused on yourself, you don't always think about what can make someone else do the things that they do. And and it goes for him all the way back to his mom. So, you know, parental pain is a lot of the characters deal with that as well. So I thought that was kind of a neat... I think they tied a lot of things up in neat little bows, and I feel like, to me, like, every episode has a little bit of that loop thing going on in it, and I thought that was kind of cool. I agree, because I, I think, I think... Very good. Before we say other things later, but I think by doing specific detailed like, come around, like, yeah, this, oh yeah, we come back to this character, and this is why this happened really did make this feel like the final season mm-hmm. because which is bitter is bittersweet because you know there's the questions we had about certain storylines and jimmy barnes yeah it was the first episode the pilot episode but it was also one of the most important like cases basically because we, it just established the show so yeah carrie what were you gonna get like chiming on this oh i was gonna say like um for, for like the cartoon episode i was really because i was sorry i was basically hoping for like a good cartoon and when when they said gonna have like um people from harley quinn do it and i'm like i love that show so much so i hope they do it justice and when i watched it amazing in every way <laughs> and lucifer had some of those harley quinn access to it and Definitely, I loved it. Yeah. So, side note for those that haven't watched it, uh, Joe and Ildi, the showrunners, did kind of like a podcast like this right after the season aired. It's on YouTube. It's uh, Word Balloon. Uh, check it out. But they talked about the fact that Joe had wanted an episode since the show started, basically. Mm-hmm. And Joe really he wrote this one and got it going, and he said. It was also because of COVID, because it was, it was easier to for um, Lauren and Tom to go and do voiceover, and it was to keep people socially distanced. Um, that's kind of one of the big reasons why they did this episode. So I thought that was clever too, because, I mean, they didn't want to not do an episode, um, and they're like, well, why don't we do an animated episode? Well, part of it, at least, um, to help with how they had to shoot during COVID. Um, so yeah, I thought it was really great. But another thing we've talked about, the, a big reason why I watch the show and as a whole is the music. Um, and Justin Camps as the music supervisor and the team with uh, Tom and, and Ildi and everybody did a really good job, specifically in this episode, getting Harky back to the 80s with Duran Duran and, and all of that. So I thought it was great. And with DeLorean and... Like and that made me future. feel old. It's like I'm sitting in Back to the Future again as a you know little kid. So it yeah, was <laughs> it was great though. Um, but it was funny because I when they didn't they didn't. Tom I wanted him to like to drive the yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, he yeah. did, and I think Josh did too. But I didn't know how they were going to integrate. I was like, why is there a DeLorean? What are they doing? <laughs> like. <laughs> Uh, I thought it was clever. I, I think this show doesn't get enough credit for the, the clever stuff like that. They yeah. they find ways to put the most random 
fun things and just kind of stick it in there and somehow make it work in the plot. And it's always, it's fun. You, you have, that's why you have to watch it multiple times so you can catch all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely the show that the more you watch it, the more you find in yeah. it. Yeah. Like, you know, like, uh, like throughout the show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so let's move on voice- to. Sorry, speaking of the voiceover, when I found out, because at first when I watched it, the I didn't realize that Tom did the the devil in the mm-hmm. the animated yeah. section as well. Then I just rewatched yeah. it and I'm like, yeah, that's him and playing with his voice. And that was so funny. Yeah, um, yeah, that is funny, but also it's so Tom. He wants to, you know, I mean, from playing two characters at once to voiceover of two characters, I think this was a breeze in the park for Tom, um, after playing Michael as well. Uh, so I want to keep going on. I know we're kind of rushing through these, but uh, Pin the Tail and the Daddy, episode four. Um, <laughs> great title name, but. This is where we finally, well, you know, the introduction at the end of, of the last episode of who's, who's this, who's this person on Lucifer's throne? And we're like, I didn't know how they were going to, they introduced her, but you didn't know who. And then it's because she, she then comes, well, after talking to Dan and, and his purgatory, um, being like, oh, this is how I'm going to play it. Um, so... Before, I don't want to go down the negative route, but I know there's been some debate in the last month or so from the mm-hmm. fandom about how she was introduced and like how it didn't make sense as Rory, that she kind of was going to portray the whole thing and go after Michael, but then the idea of Dan came up. I mean, that's how they brought Dan back, but at, at the same time, it was kind of, what are your thoughts of it as a plot kind of weird way of introducing Rory before we even know that she's Lucifer's daughter? I I thought it was cool of how they introduced her because, you know, I feel like in the beginning, like, I didn't know, like, who she was. But as, like, she got to Michael, I'm like, oh, she's probably Lucifer's daughter. <laughs> And she wants revenge like so much, and I'm like, no, don't do this. Do not do this. You're gonna regret it. Definitely, I was suspicious of her throughout, almost until the very last episode, because I'm like, they always twist twist things around, and maybe she is not what she says who she is, and so it could be just me. And I was just side-eyeing her throughout the whole episode. I'm like, hmm, are you really who you are? And, and as well as she played others talking about their future and when she went to talk to Maze and Eve and just joking with them about different situations. And then I'm like, you're messing with everybody. Why would you be who you say you are, <laughs> you know? I will say though that she has does have the coolest wings ever, even though they are a weapon. My favorite. Yeah, so, <laughs> I think now that the uh, whole angel angel people I've seen, I think she has the coolest. Definitely, because they're all, they are real weapons, not the others who are like bitchly feathers and all you do is slap them around. I also love. 
love the part when was it later in the season chloe's explaining this to aminadil like about what her wings are and we all think that aminadil's gonna be like oh no and he's like man he's all jealous about the wings he's like oh those sounds so cool <laughs> well he's a fighter by nature so yeah <laughs> I don't know. It was hard for me with the whole Rory thing because, like, I knew some stuff ahead of time, so I kind of wasn't shocked by her. But I didn't know what they were going to do with her part of the time, so I was kind of, like, waiting to see where it was going to go. Because I knew some stuff. That, um, it was kind of neat because they really did have you kind of, like you were saying, like, side-eyeing her the whole time, like, wait a second, what's this big deal? So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, yeah, but I know that I've seen a whole lot of controversies. So yeah. Not everybody was quite feeling it, which is understandable. Like, I can see both sides of it, so totally get it. I think but the thing, too, with Rory is, um, well, I love the actress because I knew who she was because I yeah. love Deadpool. Yeah, me um, too. Like, I saw her I feel like she some of the Negasonic Teenage Warhead into this character, and I'm like, yay, finally like a character. Yeah, she had that attitude. Yeah, she had that attitude. Yeah. What were you going to say, Mayor? Uh, I don't know. Okay, <laughs> no worries. <laughs> oh, that, you cannot make everyone happy with whatever yeah. yep. uh, Agreed. going to come up with. I mean, there will be always naysayers, so it is what it is. No, you know, and everybody's going to have a different perspective and different wishes for how they see certain things to play out. And if they don't see that on the screen, sometimes it's disappointing to them. So, like, yeah. I again, I kind of I see both sides of it. I can see why people loved and didn't like like some things, and you know, makes sense to me. So, and also the writers took uh, notice of fans' comments before, and they mm -hmm. incorporated it into oh, yeah. the series. And oh, so yeah. that's why probably a lot of people were more disappointed that their point of view did not make it to the series. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Yeah. They try to make everyone happy with their like decisions and like, but they really look to the fans for like inspiration. And we got mostly everything that we wanted in student six. I kind of felt like, and I told some people this, like maybe everything wasn't exactly what I had envisioned, but it wasn't my story to tell. So I kind of found peace in it that way, you know, whether I loved or didn't love everything throughout the episodes in the season, that was their story to tell and they got to tell it the way they wanted to. And that's, you know, you know, we're lucky enough that we did get to kind of hint and give them input about some things, but ultimately they get to tell the story and we just kind of have to go with it. That's just how life is. I mean, they are brilliant writers. I mm -hmm. love their stuff. And I love their references and their jokes. And it's just, it's one of my favorite shows mm -hmm. that I can rewatch and still laugh. Put me in a good mood. Well, and also, I mean, at the end of the day, this is, this is, this is an art form. Uh, mm -hmm. And so, it, you know, yeah, I think the issue too with, with this though, is because as fans, we've brought the show back a couple times and, they did incorporate, as you mentioned, stuff that has been suggested by fans. I know people were disappointed, but that can't, I, in my opinion, that can't be an expectation because it's the, the, the crew, exactly. the cast, the writers. 
yep. at the end of the day, it's up to them. What they want. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like I said, right. it's their story. You know, we're lucky yeah. enough that we got to participate in it to a point, but it's still their story to tell. And, and like, we don't always get what we want. Like I said, that's just how life is. Sometimes you don't get what you want. So I don't know. I, I, that's just kind of my take on it. And I think every, and I think everybody's viewpoints are valid. Yeah. Another thing that was funny in this episode is uh, Lucifer going to all the former girlfriends he had, I guess you could say. <laughs> um, and like the references, I love the references. When he goes to Miami, the references about like, oh yeah, I had this one bender in Miami back in the day. And it was like, it just- but then did you catch it that he looks like um, CSI, uh, CSI Miami? When he puts yeah. his sunglasses on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, okay, and like the here. <laughs> well, it's like there's kind of remember earlier. I don't remember what season was it. Season four, when Minadil's in the in Lux, and he's going around asking because he's just found out he's going to be a father, and he's going around asking. So, do you have a good relationship with your father? And like, oh, that, that like yeah, I just thought it was another kind of reference to when Minadil did it, like in season four of like. <laughs> Now Lucifer does a I lot of yeah. Like for season like six, I think like they brought the exact same actor who said that to manage just like play on words. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, this this episode starts with really get deep with um when Lucifer kinda realizes after looking Rory in the eyes that it's undeni undeniable that she's his daughter, especially even though he's trying to push that away and prove that it, she's not. Mm -hmm. um, but I thought it was a good scene when he shows up in San Francisco, like at the end after going after the uh, farm fight that was amazing, <laughs> um, that, um, that basically, you know, he meets the, who, the other daughter of that one lady that was a priest, mm -hmm. right? And it's like, call your mother, but that whole scene of like, no, you know, families are <laughs> <laughs> It's um, like, I, that's the anything. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> um, so anyways, I enjoyed, like, I, I, I enjoyed the fight scenes, how they were done, like, and they involved Chloe so much in many episodes that it was brilliant finally see her fight <laughs> yep. regardless of her power special power but it was it was really really cool yeah nice to see her as a badass right yeah <laughs> she's always so nice come on kick some butts exactly <laughs> yes i guess because apparently lauren is the is completely opposite of her character in real life so mm -hmm. yeah in terms of like just being hilarious and apparently is the funny like makes everybody laugh so i think it's great that we kind of saw her fight but i think that was also for years been a suggestion by people on twitter right i've seen that a lot of like we want to see chloe fight uh, in an episode i've seen some fans suggested in in the last oh, yeah. couple of years so. Yeah, well, because she, you know, you feel like sometimes she gets relegated here and there just because of the nature of the character, and it's nice to see her get to, you know, be the the tough the tough 
policewoman who can kick some butt. We like female <laughs> empowerment on this show, so definitely. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, so let's go on to the next one. Okay, now we're getting into the nitty gritty because the next five episodes, a lot happens. So the next one is the murder of Lucifer Morningstar, um, which is an epic title. Um, but this one, this one's really emotional by the end because, again, as we allude to a fight. Um, but what the fact that like. They, they're still bringing in the fact that they were partners and would like to solve murders. I thought this was great that they brought it back with this episode. Um, specifically now that they're like, okay, Rory. And also introducing to Chloe that she's also, she's also her child. Um, so talk about that little dynamic and like Chloe wrapping her head around the whole thing about Rory. I think she was like shocked that she had a daughter, and she knew, like, that if she had another kid, that her, her name would be Aurora, and it would be, like, Rory for short. But I was, when I watched it, I was like, wow, she, like, she doesn't know, like, I, when her Rory comes in the future, I think they mess up their head, like, I'm gonna have a kid with Lucifer in, like, in a couple of months. Like, it's so strange. Agreed. <laughs> I almost feel like she was too good with it. Like, it was, I don't know. I felt like she accepted it a little too easily. Yes, but I also think now with what has happened, she's a little bit more like, what else could go on? I'm yeah, dating right? the devil. <laughs> so, like, you know, I think it was also like just acceptance of the unknown at this point, even though she, it took her a while in season four, but I think she's kind of come around. I don't know. Yeah, just look at her situation. Seriously, what she went through and experienced and changed all her beliefs about what hey, what she believed before. That's why it's she was still suspicious as well and cautious, I would say. Like her demeanor towards Rory is cautious at right. first. But then she's putting on her investigative qualities Sorry. and trying to ask the, the right questions to find out if she's telling the truth or not. But then she knows those facts that no one else knows. Right. And she just goes with it, I think. But I'm glad you mentioned it, Gail. I would say it was kind of like, okay, we move on to the next thing kind of really quickly. We just said, okay. Yeah, um, I don't know. It, it, it wasn't that big of a deal, but I was kind of like, okay, like I get that, yeah, she's kind of getting used to everything, but man, that was real quick. <laughs> that was really tough. <laughs> but I also think it was. She didn't fully believe it, but she went with it until she actually was pregnant. True. Yeah. We, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess, the, I mean, there's, there's more arching themes in this episode that they wanted to address mm -hmm. other than just everybody being introduced to Rory. I think it yeah. was, I think it may, was, and that may be what it was. 
Because we can't forget, we haven't even talked about it, but we can't even forget that, like, Maze and Eve are getting married, <laughs> um, which is a big deal. Um, so it's like there's a wedding going on and their storyline to fully, because as a couple, which is great. Uh, I love Maze Eve. Um, Me too. So, so I think that was too, like family and how important that was. Uh, and, and basically <laughs> the introduction of Rory trying to screw with them all of like, when she, she meets Maze and Eve and, and yeah. Amenadiel and Lux, that's, uh, that, that scene cracks me up <laughs> because they're all like, we're gonna break up and then you don't know who I am. Like it was so played so perfectly. But it's so um, great because it's like she's so Lucifer's daughter by doing something like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Screwing with people a little bit. So in this episode, another thing too is we, we do we do see the because like in the trailer they kind of alluded to this episode, but they, the, mm -hmm. the fight between Chloe and Lucifer, mm -hmm. for when I first saw the trailer for this season and saw that, I was like, oh, maybe it's, maybe it's somebody who, like, who, and, and added in or something. Bought, like, yeah. Yeah. I didn't, that's what I thought too. But then when this played out, it's, oh, it's the necklace and the, the, the Azrael's blade being the blade. on earth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, that was made. a good twist. Yeah, I, I thought uh, that was a really good twist. And also, because the trailer, and I don't think we have actually is. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think we would have ever thought that we would like to see Lucifer and Chloe fight like that. <laughs> so it was a, a way again to make Chloe, you know, fight again, uh, but not together because the previous episode they were fighting as teammates. So it's it's interesting that they do that parallel of like. Uh, fighting in his penthouse, um, but the the ending part of like she realizing, almost getting so close to killing Lucifer, and then realizing, oh no, <laughs> what is happening to me? It's an addiction. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's just you see the change. I feel like that's where their dynamic is starting to be a lot more. They're more in sync about things, I think. And I feel like decisions and knowing why those decisions have to be made and they need to kind of make those decisions together. And I just felt like they're acting more like a couple than a sort of couple. I don't know, maybe, you know, starting to be more like hive mind kind of thing. Agreed. That was a good fight too. I like yeah. that. And how they made it that I Lucifer was holding back so much. I mean, he mm -hmm. could have polished her even though with her powers which we saw in the end when he just pushes that that wakes her up it, it was just so nicely done i love watching these things these little details yeah. Yeah. i would call this spray an emotional fight between them because she done the influence of the blade but also he done he's emotional too because she cannot see past the blade when he's trying to call a name twice. Agreed. Mm -hmm. But it's it's mm -hmm. it's a whole thing too of like again we see the growth that Lucifer has done in therapy because the way he handles it at the end of like it's the blade, I know it's not you. Because if you think about it, if it was Lucifer of like season one or season two in terms of emotional growth, they would have freaked out. 
and <laughs> but now he's just like this is who I love so I need to like explain what's going on to her and mm-hmm. be a little bit more sympathetic I think that was a great way of saying look at the growth that he has had and from therapy basically yeah because he's been training to become a therapist yeah right mm-hmm. so that, I thought that was great a way well, of he- ending that episode and he's got, you can see that he's starting starting to develop more empathy, which he's had off and on, but he is really good about ignoring it sometimes. And you can see that he's starting to employ, employ it a lot more in his interactions with the people in his inner circle. Like he's sometimes to me, like more almost, or in the past anyway, like almost more empathetic with strangers than with people around him, his close people. And in these last season or two, he's starting to, think a lot more about his behavior to the people around him that he loves. Like he, he gets better with Maze than he has been. He starts to understand Dan and he thinks more about, he cares more about his brother Amenadio and like he has just, he has more empathy towards the people around him and that's good for a therapist. So. Yeah. I, I thought it was great of like tying that in too. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think a big important aspect of the show, other than the fact that it's about this character redeeming himself, I think it's really great how they've really, not I wouldn't say destigmatized, but made the idea of therapy mainstream. Yeah, the because, main uh, because yeah. I've I've had I've gone to therapy. I have had mental mm-hmm. health issues. I think we need to talk about mental health more and more and more to help the world. Mm-hmm. And I think it's great that this show is like, no, go to therapy. Um, it's a, it's okay. Help, to go reach to out or, or find somebody yeah. or find not necessarily. I know like specifically like going to therapy can be expensive, but there's or reach out to somebody or reach out to a family member, a friend, or something like. Well, that. and I, I, call I think. I think, and I've had this just, I've had this same discussion with a couple of people since the show ended. Um, and we were kind of talking about just that, that idea that it's more normalized. And they're also showing you that it's not a quick fix. It takes time. Yes. You, you don't go to one therapy session and suddenly you're fixed or cured. Sometimes it takes a really long time. And he's a really good example. Like he has so much crap he's got to get through. You know, he's lived forever. But like, it's showing you that it's a process. And I think once he understands that and he understands himself, that's what leads to his ultimate end, which I'm sure we'll get to soon enough here in discussion. But, like, it's just, it's normalized that you have to do the work. Yes. And I thought that was really cool about it. Yeah. All right, so let's move on to the next episode, which you you might not be surprised, but actually... A lot dirtier than that is what it's called, but I love this episode because, again, I think it needed to be discussed uh, about police and having Mm -hmm. bad apples in police forces and what has gone Mm -hmm. on specifically after 2020 with George Floyd and and Breonna Taylor and everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, real shit. I'm putting it out there. Um, Mm -hmm. And how they incorporated it into one of the most popular shows ever. But it did it in a very tasteful way of like we're teaching you why this is important, why there needs to be police officers that actually might not pursue another position to kind of make sure that the community and do more community service. I, I thought that was great. And also showing Amina Deal as a cop was fantastic. 
Um, so let's talk about this whole storyline and how they kind of wrap it up from Caleb in season four um, to now. I'm so glad that that gets that entire storyline with Caleb got more depth to it because I think a lot, when that occurred, I think for a lot of fans it felt like it just the ending just was really hard to take, and for them to find a way to wrap such an important topic around to kind of clear up and, and work through what happened there was really smart. Um, you know, it's painful to watch, but it's also important because the topic needs to be discussed more. So I thought yes. the show did it, like you said, in a tasteful way to just get people thinking. And I think that's a good good way to kind of delve into a really sensitive topic for a lot of people. So I liked it. It was very, it was very funny, but it was also really serious. So, I mean, they balanced the two out really well, but I'm really glad that they chose to address it. I, I, I like the episode. It gives like what I think it gives. It gives the audience like a funny moment, and then it goes like into a learning lesson for everybody. Like to say, this is we need to discuss this more often. It can't be put under underneath the bed, or it can't be like hit hide away from anybody. We need to like to open up more and just let it you know, like throughout the whole city. Yeah, makes well, you why everybody is protecting still those bad apples because that's how it seems like and then when chloe gets into it in more depth and really steps in goes back in the next episode then it just continues with this um trying to fix things like there's a way if there's a will there's a way to fix things yeah i think they proposed solutions Instead of just putting the topic out there, there was one one way to to do something. If you see something about it and you feel the need you need to do something, get in there and, and get your hands dirty and do something about it. And I think that was a really nice way to like give a lot of purpose to Amenadiel's character and Chloe's character, um, and as well as the other cops and things. And I just it was a really smart way to talk about something that's very hard to talk about. The things aren't going to change if you don't talk about it. So it needs to happen. Yeah. And I think I don't. I would. I would love to, at a convention to ask this question. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was talk leading in to when they were there was articles after uh, 2020s issues in the Black Lives Matter movement um, that we went the protesting, which I participated in. Um, <laughs> but uh, there was talk about the fact that like. What is going to happen with pop culture and the fact that there's been a lot of cop shows and they uh, haven't addressed this? Yeah, and I, what are they going to do about it? Yeah. yeah, and I think knowing how well you know, rehearsed and, and, and researched that the entire cast and crew of the show is and how it's been a diverse show from day one, mm-hmm. they, they knew they had to address this again other than because not only the cast, but just because it's important for a show that started out as a procedural and developed since it went to Netflix into more of the other storylines and building on the characters. But I think they needed to address it this way because a lot of shows like Law and Order, not to put down all these other shows, or but as uh, they make, they make they glamorize being a cop as like everything's great, and and but they're not they haven't been addressing really what's going the, on yeah, with the real issue between the police force so, 
I thought it was great. That's why I love this episode so much, because I think it's important for a show as popular as Lucifer has become to really kind of put something into what is actually realistically happening at, with police and the communities. I feel like it's so good because you had we had a uh, we have a cast and, and a, a crew of writers and, and a crew that just they often put their voices out there for things that were important to them and they translated that into little bits and pieces here and episodes and then occasionally an entire episode like I feel like they put their money where their mouth is um, and that's sort of a brave thing to do like it's again it's hard to talk about hard things but they chose to do it. And I think that was really, um, I think that was really neat. We need more of that. Yeah, I agree. Well, it was another testament of their capability of going to, from the very lighthearted end to the oh, yeah. depths of nature of humans. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I tell you. In one episode, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And to, another thing, uh, for those that don't know, uh, before, one of my all-time favorite shows before this show was Bones. So the, the references and brought back the actress who played Loretta, who was like the main district attorney in Bones. I, I love that loved, so much. Me too. Me too a lot. Yeah, just the Bones references, made, like, and the fact that that's a bonding thing for Lucifer and Rory. Well, the, the fun they had with it on Twitter, you know, afterwards, after all the shows were out, that was amazing. Like, oh, this is so cool. Yeah. All right. I so, feel like, wow. yeah. I wonder if, Go like, ahead. Bones and Lucifer should do, like, a crossover episode. Just, like, for us. Yeah. Have that Lucifer on the phone and they'd be, like, drunk. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't know what I to do with him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, I didn't want to move on to the next episode, which is the wedding, my best thing's wedding, um, that we've kind of already talked about that was happening between Maze and Eve. But this episode was so beautiful. Like, it was beautifully shot. Not that they all weren't, but just the fact that they they had the wedding at the Royal Albert concert. No, I don't know what it's called, but at the concert hall. Yeah, the Disney concert hall. The Disney one. Sorry, I'm thinking of the one in London. I don't yeah. know. Um, but um, yeah, so let, let's. But it also didn't start out smoothly because they also introduced a character that we never would have thought would show up, which is Adam. So let's talk about that. Like when that and the way he played so toxic masculinity, it was so. The actor I thought that was holding it off. Great, it was but, so awful. It was kind of awesome, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He pulled it off so well. Like, talk about like that episode. Like, in the fact that they like did the like slow motion. Um, <laughs> like, like the debate thing. Like, they go like they run really slow. Yeah. Yeah. But like, just his introduction and Lux and you know, like Adam's here, and you're like, oh yeah, we've talked about. But it. yeah. It's- <laughs> I like that he's so like completely clueless as to what a toxic masculinity example he was too, and then after all, he's kind of like, oh. <laughs> like it, it, like he wasn't quite so stupid that it didn't, it didn't sink in when somebody explained what a jerk he was to him. That was kind of hilarious. Well, especially when I love that when when Lucifer meets him later and is like, <laughs> after he's like kidnapped Linda, and he's like, so I've been talking to Linda and she's been telling me that I need to change. 
And then he's like, so you've kidnapped a woman in the because you're toxic to prove that you're not to, like it's the greatest yeah like you're doing this wrong kind of like, yeah, yeah. Um, but also talk about the fact that like in May, the maze well maze loves eve so much but she's like torn away because of the whole family aspect of like i don't want my siblings which are demons and it's whole again family is such a big mm-hmm. overarching thing but the way they did it about, you know, oh, she brings in Adam to like blow this up was like an interesting way too of like, even though Adam dated her mother, like that, we, they, we tie it all into like the whole storyline. So yeah, I thought that was great. But I also didn't realize until Joe said it on that other podcast I alluded to, that this is the first time we see the entire cast in the scene together is the wedding. Yeah, that makes sense because there's often somebody missing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I yeah. thought that was great that they did that, where like everybody's even Dan as Ghost Dan. Yeah. <laughs> and Trixie um, was there. And Trixie, yes. This is a subject we're gonna have to get to. Yeah. I, I just like wonder where has Trixie been all these like seasons, like all this time. Where is she? And they kept on mentioning her. Oh, she's I can't and I'm like, okay, show us where Trixie is, where's this camp at? Yeah. Like I, yeah. I was like, why bring Trixie back? Like yeah. I, I it's it's crazy. Too crazy. Well, I didn't realize how busy Scarlet as an actress yeah. is though. That's why she's she, she was just she's in like yeah. like three or four different shows. Like yeah. Well, I would imagine as they've said, or it, it, from season to season, is that they, if they've had to sit and wait for like renewal notices and stuff, I bet she's taken on other commitments because she's, you know, a popular young actress. And I bet they've then had to go back and slot her into things afterwards once they find out they were continuing. And I'm sure that was probably a kind of a nightmare. Yeah. 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 yeah they were trying to just make it work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's scheduling conflicts are hard in this industry, I can imagine. Yeah, so I'm not mad about her not being in the season that much, even though we love Trixie. Um, because knowing the inside baseball, she's an actress on a million different shows, apparently. Mm-hmm. But um, at the same yeah, time, I, I also get the frustration that we talk about her a lot and she's not in the scene. So, yeah. yeah. So I always get. Okay, so. Especially at all these really um, important moments, and I mean, it is what it is. But it just seemed like why wasn't Trixie there here and there? But what are you gonna do? Yeah, I when will I was say like, what? If the show does come back in some form in the future. Uh, maybe that will be a big plot twist about explaining more about Trixie and what she's mm-hmm. done and who she's become. Um, if that was to ever come to fruition. Anyway, what were you going to say? I'm sorry. Oh, I was going to say, like, um, maybe, like, when I was watching with my parents, my mom said, where's Trixie? Where's Trixie? Where's, like, well, how come she's not in it? Like, she needs to be in it. I'm like, she's probably busy. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, it's... My mom likes yeah. one character, and it's Trixie. Not, <laughs> she doesn't like anything except Trixie, so I'm like... You're gonna be upsetting. 
Yeah. Well, I, I also saw a lot of chatter about people not not seeing um, uh, Charlie lot, and I was just like, he's a toddler. I mean, they did put him in the season later, but I mean that there's only ten episodes. They had to get to a lot, so <laughs> obviously a lot, of have, a lot yeah. of loose ends to tie up. So I mean, yeah, you can't do everything. Yeah. But let's talk about the wedding and, and how beautifully shot mm -hmm. and just, I think this is not the first time, but one of the like most emotional things, just because you're so happy that this is happening and nothing interrupts it. Everybody's mm -hmm. happy. Like you said, everybody's in a scene together um, until later in this, this, this episode, which is a big reveal, but the, the wedding itself and how it's officiated by- um, Linda. Linda and the E and Adam actually is like, I want to walk you down the aisle. It actually is a nice gesture, but Eve is like, I got to do this on my own. And it's very about empowerment and like the parallels between her character always having people and May's needing people, which is why Linda walked her down the aisle. I thought it was cool. Um, I just thought it was such a beautifully done wedding. Like, if it would be mm -hmm. a Maze Eve of wedding, that's what she would want. Like, there was nothing of details, like, even down to the reception of, like, how it's decorated. Like, they did so, the detail of the crew was so great about what the reception would be until we get to Ella drunkenly spilling her guts out. But who doesn't at a wedding? Um, <laughs> there you go. It's part for the course, right? Yeah. Um, so, what were your guys' thoughts on just how it was shot and using that location and how it brought everything together, specifically with all the, the characters? Well, it was so tender, and I think it's just really nice. Like you said, that nothing really interrupts it, and it just gets to happen, and you get a feeling that there's some happiness coming for characters, and like I think we needed that because not you know we've seen a lot of tragedy in the show and it's just really nice to see something good happen something genuinely good that it was beautiful yeah i i love the entire like how they shot it like they first shot like maze and then they're walking down and like you hear them talking about how they're like so close they needed um but like yeah it's, it's such an amazing like um, thing that they shot. I was actually crying during the episode. Yeah, I mean, it was I was beautiful. actually. <laughs> I really enjoyed the costumes. Like everyone's yeah. dresses, it was so gorgeous. It was, it was just pretty. pretty. Yeah. yeah, and everybody looked gorgeous. Yeah, definitely. You're so gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> so, as I alluded to in this episode, I mean, we kind of saw it happen, but. What are your guys' thoughts on how Ella figures out who everybody is? I thought that was a great way of, because we all wondered if Ella is ever going to find out. And then the way, of course, she's a scientist. She figures it out. But also has the faith to believe it, too, because she, she's the one that, character that's had faith and believes in God from basically since her introduction. Uh, I thought that was a really clever way of her. And then, like, in the wedding, just being like, come on. Like, we see her drinking more than normal, and we're like, uh-oh, something's going to happen when she's on her, like, fifth champagne flute. Um, 
<laughs> but what was your thoughts on how they introduced the fact that Ella's figured this all out? She's been investigating them the whole time. I thought that it was. I thought it was really good how they like try to figure like how she can get like know that she's like working with angels, a devil. I like doing the board, and I'm like, oh, she's definitely doing some detective work on these guys, <laughs> like the sock, the um, the, yeah. the angel yeah, wings. Her, yeah, and her board. Yeah, her her entire like board. The, yeah, it's covered in stuff. And Which, then when it was, he was drunk. Like, usually. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Amy Garcia played that scene so well. Um, not that she isn't a great actress, but I just thought, you know, why else? Why where else would you not spill your guts than drunkenly at a wedding reception? <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think she did a really good job with that, like, sense of hurt and betrayal. Like, it came out and her just kind of, you know, word vomiting up everything that she was feeling. And she just kind of, she did a really nice job and just looking really kind of crushed. Like, how could you not tell me this? Like, thought we were closer. And I just, I thought it was a sad scene, but sort of like a really neat scene, too. It needed to happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's unavoidable. Yeah. But I also think, too, it's funny that at the end of that, she also adds the caveat, so the world's ending. And the rest of everybody's like, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She's like, You mean you don't know that the world's ending? That's not good. (laughs) Wait, what? <laughs> and I love that that scene's so heavy right there. And then they they bring in the comedic element of Carol coming back in and being like, "So what did I miss?" And you're just like, "Total kiss." Yeah. Like the one guy who like goes to like the bathroom and then you hear like everything that happens, yeah. like crap doing doing one area, and then you come back and like, "Okay, I'm done with the bathroom, mom. What yeah. what what conversation?" Is this? <laughs> Yeah. I just want to stop for a second and mention that thank you everybody that's watching this live. Uh, I do see your comments coming in. Um, and we do, I didn't want to blaze over this watching online about Trixie mostly being ignored, but we kind of covered the fact that it came out that she was just on like a few Disney shows. There was just timing and scheduling for her as an actress. So I agree the character was ignored, but I think yeah. it was something with yeah. both shooting during COVID and just everybody's schedules that that's just kind of what happened. Yeah. Um, maybe she's, she's kind of a fan favorite. So I think we all sort of felt that loss a little bit because we missed her and it was just such a bummer. But yeah, like, I, don't, I mean, they probably did what they could. Yeah. All right, so wow, we're already we're we're almost to the end. We have three more episodes to talk about. So the next one is Save the Devil, Save the World, uh, which again is not a light episode by any means. Um, but I just think it's funny how even through all of this, in this episode is like Lucifer's like, "Am I ready? To, I guess I'm ready to be God." But we all are like, "But are you?" Uh, yeah, I think- that's kind of what I thought too. <laughs> it, and, and the way 
I will say we haven't really specifically got into details, but I would have to say that we 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 can't overlook every cast member and every guest star. Mm-hmm. The acting in the show is just superb. I mean, and also the fact that like as the show has evolved, the characters have evolved. So the acting, these are really heavy, like scenes. Mm-hmm. And I mean, for all of us to be like a blubbering mess by now, uh, when you're watching it the first time, I'm like, oh crap. Um, but in this episode, I think this is another way of tying in more of the, the family aspect and Rory. But what, what is going to be your purpose? I think they like they, they foreshadow of like what is going to happen beyond the storyline. Like what is what would be a future Lucifer? What would be a future? What's going to do? So let, let's talk about about this episode as as kind of a pivotal episode in the season to like, okay, stuff's really serious. Like, who's God? The world's ending. What's happening? It's, I was like, um, I read a couple of articles about this episode and it mostly like contained like, um, for previous seasons, like they reflect on like, their old selves and then they like see like oh i have to be a better person than that um and then i also read that like this episode was um oh like a mini like um throwback to an outer season that they do they they go to play and see themselves again like uh be the play from the uh, the show after mm-hmm. Right. It most uh, felt like it's a recap of the whole Lucifer saga because of uh, Linda writing a book and uh, going back to different scenes and different um, memories. And um, honestly, this was not my favorite episode. It seemed a bit slow and too detailed but there was one of my also one of my favorite scenes was when ella saw amanda blah 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 amanda deal wings because that yeah. was mm-hmm. and that her face is just so angelic and it was a perfect moment i agree but I also think it's another thing that we kind of all wanted to see is the fact that now she's like, yeah, I know you're all angels and demons and whatever. Yeah. I know it exists. I would be the one to believe it, that she finally gets to see it for herself, of Aminadil flying with the wings. It's just a, a great um, way of showing, like, yes, this is happening. But I had happy tears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it felt really earned. I think that particular moment was, like, so earned it was time. Yes. And it was so, like, heartwarming. Agreed. Um, yeah, and and it's another thing also. Well, I agree. It, it was kind of a slower episode, but I think it was necessary mm-hmm. in terms of, like, okay, now Ella knows. Now the whole gang knows. Everybody knows everybody knows. Now what are we going to do about it? Because the yeah. Um, so yeah, I would say it was a yeah. kind of a slower episode, but it needed. Now, 
there wasn't any more explanation other than, of course, we want other characters to know, like, like, or if Trixie knew. But the point is, is we also want to be happy for the fact that uh, Maze and Eve has, are on going to go on their honeymoon, and like, so there's just like all every character has something going on. But I think this episode was necessary in terms of like, okay, so the whole gang knows, and so what do like? It's not just about some people knowing some things um because that also alludes to like parallels in reality of life of how sometimes you feel like you want everybody to know what's going on. like in in my family you know sometimes it's like do we all does everybody know what's going on or are we all on the same page so i think mm -hmm. this is the first like episode that needed to happen where you know everybody knows so let's put a plan together but also address the growth that everybody's been through mm -hmm. because you know we always talk about lucifer and the therapy and what his character in terms of redemption but if you really think about it every character has gone through some sort of growth specifically i think that's a big reason why dan's death in season five hit us all so hard is because he's grown as a character of like we didn't not that he was a bad character but we were all kind of were like Dan hates Lucifer, what's the big deal? And like, there's been this like, whole thing of like, is he always gonna be angry at Lucifer? And then they're, but they're really bracelet bros for life. And, <laughs> and basically the whole, so every character has had some sort of growth. It's in, not in just a, Lucifer. So. In an earlier season, I hashtagged for the longest time, redemption for Dan. Yeah. So I was sort of like hoping that was gonna happen. And in his own way, he got that. Right. It also addressed that how, you know, because we're looking at the story from Linda's point of view and the way she wrote it and her storytelling is completely different than what, how we knew it mm -hmm. in the story. Yeah. So it addresses that within, when there's a story, there are different point of views yeah. and can create a completely different outcome, mm -hmm. different storyline. So... Well, sure. And especially her as a therapist, yeah. you know, she's going to see it in a certain lens that may not jive with everybody else's. And, you know, she was also probably trying to, you know, write for, you know, literary license or poetic license too to kind of spice things up. But it was just funny to see that perspective, <laughs> how differently it was playing out in, head, in heads. <laughs> well, and also it touched on the fact that we, we bring back Linda and like, she has a lot of stuff on Lucifer and everybody. Mm -hmm. She's been everybody's therapist, which really, she knows, that's the she one knows where thing. all the bodies are buried. Yeah. yeah. That's the one thing that's inaccurate, though, is that she wouldn't be everybody's therapist. She was started out as yeah. Lucifer because that's the one thing that's been inaccurate. But, but it's also great that, that every character has gone to Linda for help in some aspect. Mm -hmm. So I think. I can let it slide that in reality that wouldn't happen, but mm -hmm. um, it's great that she, the fact that the manuscript's like so long and they, it, it's like, oh no, that's just the first chapter. And it's like, <laughs> like well, I, think you, I, I feel like this is, we're starting to get such a sense of like Lucifer's level of respect for Linda as a character, which obviously the very end tells us that, but like, just he has so much respect. He, even though he doesn't say it enough, he's learned so much from her. Not just 
about himself, but about life in general. And I seeing her take on some of the same things I find just so interesting. Like, like there's again, there's a respect right back. Right. I was um I just like how like their bond between like a therapist and like a friend is really amazing and like she see him grow from grow from like stubborn like person to like like not like a stubborn person person but like an immature like not ready to be God or not ready to be, you know, the devil to like a fully grown, like mentally stable person. Right. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was, it, I think it was a really, like you said, I think it's a necessary episode because I think it, it gives some clarity to some things just because we get to see other perspectives and kind of fill in some gaps. So, yeah, it was slower, but I, I didn't dislike it at all. I thought it was an interesting episode. Yeah, I mean, because again, it, it ties in maybe some questions that we've had in the past, like mm -hmm. now that Ellen knows, now that um, there's, you know, people, she also knows about Dan being a ghost, basically, <laughs> not a frog. <laughs> um, so, which again, when that happened, when they, you know, she's leaving the date with Carol and then the frog happened, I was like, that was great. Cause they mentioned frogs are not falling out of the sky. Like always <laughs> that, and then literally it happens. Yeah, uh, so I like, again, like Mira alluded to all the details of the shows were a big reason why it's so intriguing, especially when you rewatch it, because you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so the next episode, it's heavy. Very uh, heavy. Next two episodes. Um, so Goodbye, Lucifer is epic. Um, I would say the most beautiful musical, other than when Lucifer sings with Rory, which is a great, I mean, episode. But the scene in this episode towards the end in the panic room, I lost it because that song too, they got me with that song. Yeah, that, that the song, song that movie always makes you cry. Uh, um, but before we get to that part of the episode, just the idea that like, I like the idea that even after all of the detective work that they both have done as Lucifer and Chloe, they're like, they still are very unsure of what's going on. I'm like, how does Lucifer die? And is, how do we prevent this from happening? Mm -hmm. um, so let's talk about how epic this, before we get to the final episode, but how epic episode nine is in terms of just everything going on and the emotions really hitting home for every character. Well, it seems it's so serious, like, you know, everything's finally um, coming to a head a little bit. And I think there's also some anticipation and some fear from the fandom while we're watching it, too, because they know it's the end. We know it's the end. And everything just hurts a little bit more because of that. So yeah. those moments are even more poignant. Sorry, Trixie says hi. Um, <laughs> So those moments are just a little more poignant because we know what's coming and so do they. And right. we're, all, we're all dreading. I just feel like this episode, like, each character that Lucifer goes to has their, like, has their special moment and he's saying goodbye to them and trying to say, I want, 
it's not goodbye. It's just the beginning of what I have to do in order to like mm-hmm. be better. I mean, it hits home more now knowing that like that episode was basically the last time that Tom and the cast was like seeing each other, basically, except for the final episode, because you could see it, like the emotion of this is my final scene with you and also the final of our characters. It played, yeah, it was, it was heavy. Um, Mm -hmm. Specifically, I think the the one I would, I think you guys would agree, but the one that was the most heartbreaking was Maze. Yeah. Because she knows something's up, but she didn't know how to like ask, okay, why are you leaving? Why are you saying goodbye to me? Why are you like, what is happening? I'm going on my honeymoon. What is what is like? <laughs> he knows something was up, but also at the same time was like, things have changed. I moved. I, you know, I'm going on my honeymoon. I'm the time of the year. So, I think that one hit harder, almost harder than when he gave. He set up a foundation for Ella, Ella. because mm-hmm. that's very important about STEM. But, um, what are your thoughts about which the buy hurt you the most? Basically, because that one's just so heavy. Uh, I would, I would have to say Ella too. Yeah, Ella just hit home for me because even though she just figured out now that she's working with the angels, and Lucifer's like think about her, I just, I just feel like she needs him more than ever, but. Basically, she has Carol to do that for her. Right. I would say Linda, but she's kind of my favorite. So I just feel like she's the first person who got him. Mm-hmm. And they had just such a unique relationship, friendship. You know, it was a different level because it took a while for everybody else to sort of come around and, and she was, you know, in on the secret quick, and she accepted him quickly, and I don't know. That one hurt to me the most. It's like, I felt like the one with Lynn, with uh, Ella, what to me wasn't sad. It was really, it was hopeful. So I yeah, didn't feel like that one was as sad. But for Linda, I mean, it was goodbye, goodbye. And, you know, her son... Her child is, you know, his nephew and wasn't going to be seeing him again. And yeah. That was a lot. And also, the big revelation of, like, Amenadiel being like, I'm going to become God. Like, this is finally when we're like, finally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but also. But also Should have been that from the beginning. Yeah. But also, the, the, the brotherhood of them being mm-hmm. like, and back to buy him. Yeah. It took them so long to get to that point and they were finally settled into that relationship and it was going to have to change again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but still, it, it, was, it was great because in Amenadil becoming a cop and wanting to make the world a better place it just made sense. Um, mm-hmm. But we all said that in the beginning. But I think it's great yeah. that they like made it happen of like mm. Menadil should have been God all along. Um, <laughs> um, but again that goes with the growth element of like every character finding Oh yeah. Well 
And, and yeah. just like life as a therapy itself, sometimes it takes a while before you figure out, like in Lucifer's case, as we know now, like figure out who you are and what you want to do. And you don't always come to it easily. Sometimes you, you got to go through some painful stuff to get to that point and change your mind a lot. Right. And then you finally, hopefully find yourself. He got there and they both did eventually. And also seeing Rory, how she started to make peace with Lucifer, mm -hmm. like not being so angry and them having an outing together as a family. Mm -hmm. That was just so beautifully done that uh, that was one of my favorites. And I read some of yeah, that was like, really a point that was pointed. On the beach. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, that scene. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> like, basically, when he's just like, take care of her. And like, you know, I, if I had my choice, I would not abandon you because I was abandoned by my father. And mm -hmm. that whole, whole circle moment of uh, basically that we, you know, was being able to like be like yeah i went through this trauma i if if it you know i would not do this to you if it was my choice kind mm -hmm. of situation it was it was just heartwarming but also very sad because it's like ah they're a family now like yeah. you want them to be a happy you know, family yeah but sometimes when you're a parent you have to make hard choices because it's the right thing to do and i think that's kind of the overarching idea is that you you don't always get what you want. You have to do what's right and what's best, even if it hurts. And I think that's what ultimately ended up happening. Even though it worked itself out, obviously, but like, you know, parenting is hard and you have to yeah. do things you don't always want to do sometimes. And Sacrifice. You know, I've, I've got a grown up one, so I mean, it's it's raising kids is hard and you have to make choices. And also when Dan got to finally talk to Trixie and yeah. say his goodbye yeah. Yeah. in the body of Lamech. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, Lamech, who uh, Rob Benedict was God, actually, in Supernatural. Yeah. So, <laughs> he was I a mean, jerk there, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah. he plays so well, and I love his French accent and all that. Like, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> but that moment that was, cool. really was so heart-wrenching and heartwarming at the same time. Yeah, I think that was great that, like, that, that too, because we're still, like, you're still wanting Dan to get some sort of redemption and get to heaven. We all wanted him to get to heaven. So the way that they did this of, like, Somehow, Will's his way to get into Lamech's body, which is hilarious because that's the man mm -hmm. that killed him. And then, <laughs> then the scene with Trixie. Now, that's when we see her at space camp, and mm -hmm. he finally gets to have that scene where he then goes to heaven because he—that was what he wanted. He wanted to have closure with Trixie and be like, "Are you proud of me? I was—was was I a good dad?" That—that that, of course hits you in the field before, but. I did like the beginning, how they did it. Again, all the little comedic moments, because everything is so heavy. But I love in this scene, as Lamech, when he she loves it, she's like, stranger danger. And like, <laughs> like yeah. and it's like, and it's great because it's like, 
Oh yeah, Maze taught her how to like fight. We <laughs> yeah. about so that's that, such a tricksy thing to do, you know, just as yeah. far as the character. <laughs> yeah. And like but Dan's it, like yeah. recognizing like, oh, I'm not in my body. I'm in the next body. <laughs> yeah. I think that was a cathartic scene. Like, yeah. even though he, she didn't know what exactly what was happening, it, it needed to happen. And I think it was, I felt like it was a good moment for the whole, like all the fans to kind of go, finally. Like you just needed that to come out yeah. and be done and felt like we had gotten robbed of that when he died. So I felt like it was just a really good moment. And it was so sweet, but it was funny too, you know? So I mean, it, yeah. it, it worked out really well. Especially since she's like, prove it. And she started cooking them. You're like, what's my favorite food? What's my chocolate cake? Uh, like, it was just really funny. I think that's like a callback to season four where Trixie starts like into, um, interrogating Eve. Like, yeah. who are you? Like, what are you doing here? Yeah. It's so great. Just like her mom. Yeah. <laughs> so. This, the way, let's go to the scene at the end where, so Lucifer builds a panic room so he doesn't go to Tantalus Swanson, um, which I'll, now I need to go back to LA and find Tenth and Swanson for some reason. Because I think I did see it when I lived there. But anyway, point is, Google Maps. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's one of those things where, oh, panic room. And then I love how it's like, you had a day to do it and you walk in and it's like, glorious. It's like the best panic room. You could not like live in the panic room. And infinitely rich. Yeah, and but that scene with the music and the dancing and the, 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 the emotion of and the gravity of it and also just how they brought in the score too to add to the drama of like, oh, it's now midnight. Uh, what is happening? Um, so let's uh, kind of go over that and how poignant that scene is. And also because it's Kevin Alejandro directed this episode. Mm -hmm. So apparently he just talks to Tom and Lauren and is like, here's some notes, but, and then they just, according to what was on Twitter by Chris Rafferty, I think he tweeted this, mm -hmm. was like, it was just basically Tom and Lauren improvising kind of. I mean, they had a couple of notes from Kevin, but just, we just followed them with cameras and this is what happened naturally. And it's like so beautiful. Like, I don't know, that scene got me really hard. So, I mean, because it's Decker at its finest. So it's like, how do you not with that scene? But like, what was your thoughts of bookending it, the episode? Because we think, oh, finally, you know, he's not going to go to 10th and Swanson. What is happening? Um, so what are your thoughts on that scene? Because it got me hard. Tears. Yeah. I was crying. I when they play this song, and I was like looking at the dance, and I was crying my heart out. And all I can think is like, this is like the last dance, or like the last like moment yeah. together before like they disappear forever. Yeah. It was one of those moments that you didn't want to end because then you were afraid what's coming next. You knew it's good, we're happy, and just wanted to hold it. Yeah. Wanted Bert to stand still forever. Yeah. Right. It's just, but it was so beautiful though. Like, 
It was gorgeous. Yeah, the way the camera, I don't know. I get a little, this entire, I, I, cause I took film in college. I get very like specific about the camera angles and the way they shoot it. So I'm kind of like, it was so beautifully done. And I, know, I taught that just, class, so <laughs> yeah. the same thing. <laughs> Like, that. Uh, yeah, I agree with you though, and I think they did such a good job at like drawing it out and making it feel like it lasted so long. Mm -hmm. I felt like there, like that was a really good payoff to me. Like we've waited for these moments, and we, like the fandom loves them so much, and we got this really poignant, slow, long, heartfelt yeah. moment, and it, it's like it felt, it was I felt like it was earned, and we got. Yeah. It. We definitely earned that. Yeah. Well, specifically because in the wedding scene, uh, Chloe goes over and like, time to dance. <laughs> and then it gets interrupted by Ella. So this is great that they had the little like yeah. slow dance moment that kind of harkened back to the prom episode. Which we all loved that part. Yeah. So I just thought, that, again, the details. Yeah. Of, of well, that's it. Like you said earlier, they, everything is looped. Like they, they looped so yeah. much stuff for this whole season. Every episode called back to something else in some way. And it was just so um, smart. Yeah. Yep. All right. So we're to the final episode. And oh, man. Uh, it's <laughs> the thing is about this is like we get to the end of the last episode where they're like, oh, yay, we're out of the panic room. Nothing happened. <laughs> and the phone call happens, mm -hmm. and it's and of course, Lori crying. Yeah, well, no, but yeah, it's like Lamech took her, and it's like, of course, because he Dan was in his body, and details yeah. are shared, and you're like, oh no, what is happening? Mm -hmm. So, this episode of just okay, now we're going to Tenth and Swanson after talking about it a million times, and to save Rory, but also. Chloe's pregnant with Rory from the timeline in the past. So like they still didn't gloss over the fact that Lucifer wants to be cautious of her fighting when she's pregnant with Rory. But it's also, I love how they brought in the tie of like fate versus free will mm -hmm. of that's a, that debate and how, what happens with our choices, like you mentioned. And, and that again, the, the details of, it's not just there's more themes but it's also parallels to reality and what we deal with as humans as as we go through life so i thought that was great but also again it's the final episode but it's so epically shot so talk about the like when they go to 10th and swanson and the fight i just love that they use the the, the song they use mm -hmm. I, and just how sure didn't sherwin he he did a lot. He uh, directed this, right? The the one that he also directed oh. the musical episode. Uh, right? I think so. But I think that's what Joe and Eldie said on that other podcast that I listened to. But I, talk about that scene of them fighting in the warehouse and going after Rory and and just the united front of Chloe and Lucifer, especially after the, mm -hmm. how the last episode ended. It was really fast paced. Yeah, that episode flew by versus the one before kind of it was slower paced and this one it was just like you believe it's it so that one yeah mm -hmm. but I, I think the way they panned again sorry about the technical mm -hmm. 
camera angles, but the way they pan that shot of them fighting all of the the people and using that and as a team and just that song was so brilliantly placed because I haven't heard that song since like I listened to that album because that was like on a B side. <laughs> um, but like just the epic, the slow mo of it worked because sometimes when slow mo is overused in a fight scene, it gets a little cheesy in my opinion. But the well, way it, they did it, it was. It's beautiful. such yeah. a trope. It's a trope. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's it's used way too much sometimes, but I think it like it drew out those moments of us not knowing exactly what was going to happen and the stakes were so high and we all knew it, this is the end. So what is going to happen? Um, I think it works really well for that. Yeah. The way I watched it, I binged the first nine episodes and then I needed a break and I mm-hmm. went to sleep and I watched the final episode by itself. And I'm glad I did it. It was so cinematic so beautifully done and mm-hmm. with the music everything was so spot on that i was super happy with it it yeah. was just a feast for my eyes i don't know how many yeah. <laughs> well i remember we were all binge watching it and i think we put it in in facebook or twitter or something i think that the one group that we're all in but you mentioned how brilliant that episode was so after i binge watched it and i was like in shock, I went back and just watched that episode before I rewatched the season again, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Yeah, they to end the show on how great this was put together and just shot. It was it was a masterpiece." And like, yeah, it was like the final fight scene for Lucifer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Went out with and, a bang, right? And I I just you couldn't end it despite you know the controversy of the whole plot line of the season. I I think you couldn't end it any other way, in my opinion. Because we kept hearing, oh, like, the cast and crew being like, it's going to end bittersweet. I think everybody's going to love this. And I was like, okay, I hope, don't get my hopes up, but also, like, how are they going to do it? And it was beautiful, the way they ended it. I mean, in, you know, it's funny is that these episodes were long. Mm-hmm. I mean, very long episodes, but it's also because it's Netflix. And they had to fit a lot into 10 episodes but even so even the ones that we've talked about that were kind of slower get to the point kind of situations this one yeah like i said it felt like two minutes there was so much going on but yet it was a long episode so i think it was great how well they shot it so that you don't even realize that it's like over an hour long there's so much going on and it's the final one because Specifically when they get to the point where, in this episode, where Chloe's older, like the whole montage of Rory being born, of Charlie getting his wings, of... It's so cute! Yeah. <laughs> um, that, that reaction <laughs> by Linda, fantastic. Um, <laughs> but I the whole montage... I thought Charlie was not, like, half human. Yeah. Well, that's what we I, all I thought Charlie was not going. Yeah. But we alluded to the fact because yeah. Rory's half angel that, you know, she has wings. So they also kind of bring back the like self actualization of angels and mm-hmm. all of that. Um, but 
I think they did it beautifully done with the montage to like tie up everybody else as well as I think the controversy comes in this episode from everybody in the of like okay so why did Rory leave in the timeline of time travel I think because time travel has been talked about in so many pop culture shows that um, the idea I think it's hard for people to wrap their head around the timeline of it like why did this still need to happen even after everything that's gone on of like Roy coming around and then being a family and Lucifer being like, yeah, I'm going to help lost souls in hell. But Roy, the timeline still needed to happen. And then you see Chloe older in life and die and the whole thing. I think that, do you think that it was, I've heard, I see both sides of the story, but I, I, I thought it was beautifully done and how they, how, the storyline was wrapped up but i could also see how some people would think that well after the scenes of them being together why would they rip the family apart so what are your thoughts on how they tied that up and how we get to where we do well I, I yeah. had hoped for that part to be a bit different, but that's, like I said earlier, you know, it wasn't my story to tell. I had a different parts of the ending I envisioned differently. Um, so it didn't quite go exactly where I thought it was going to go. Um, but I'm not the one making the story, so um, I didn't love parts of that, but I've, I've learned respect them um i think is the easiest way to put it um because i i don't know i guess i i was hoping for something else but i made peace with it so i'm okay you know, it didn't go where i thought it was gonna go but i'm all right with it i i didn't i at first when i watched it i didn't understand why she had to go back but now like since i watched it like two million times or like <laughs> I, re- I I know the reason why is because she had to go back in order to make the timeline happen. Like she had to do this in order to like be with her family and understand why her dad left her to save many other people instead of her. Well, I do like that they tied that up where she's not angry anymore. She understands why he left, and that's not a mystery anymore. But. I think I do understand the kind of disappointment of like that the way that's the reason why I don't know also because there's also a lot of questions because I did see this when people tuned into the other podcast with the showrunners a lot of questions about well why can't Lucifer just pop up and down and why you know the whole commuting thing we've talked about a million times of like and the Minadel being God from Earth like why can't that happen with their timeline and, and their story? So I do understand the kind of like, but wait. But I also think, again, yeah, I mean, it, it, they wrote it, they, they made it, it is what it is. So I see both, like, again, I'm very devil's advocate with it, not pun intended, but it's, it's interesting how they, with everything going on, how emotional it was though, I mean, 
I think the fact that we have that scene between older Chloe on her deathbed and Rory needed to happen. But I, I do wonder the, the deleted scenes because there was a couple deleted scenes from this final episode that I think they should have kept. Because I know they were doing it for time, probably. Yeah. But I think if they would have kept, from what I understand, there was a longer episode when Chloe as the older Chloe on her deathbed. There's more characters in that because Trixie's there. Yeah, Trixie's there. And so that ties in. Um, so I hope they release these like deleted scenes because I think that would also help everybody kind of with, okay, this is why. Um, they kept it. But I don't know, maybe that would open up a new can of worms. I don't know. For sure, you feel like the soundtrack to season six. Yeah. True. But I also think that that has to do with what's going on with the music industry, and I'm not going to get into that right now. But mm -hmm. like, it's music rights and publishing, it's a whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> eventually, they well, they want to release it, but it, it takes a while. Um, but I, I, I think that's a big. I, so I get it all, but I also like I understand the the disappointment and how that kind of timeline happened. But it's also because there's been so many references to like time travel and history that I think everybody has their own idea of what tra time travel is. So I think that's why it's hard for a lot of people to wrap their head around it as well. Yeah. Well, and like I said, I've just learned to make some peace with it because like it's, I don't want to overthink something that's fictional. Like, I just think that's crazy. But, like, um, you know, I don't feel like... I don't want to let my having a different expectation of what I had hoped to see in the end kind of cloud how I view the series as a whole and how much I love it. And so yeah. I, that's why I've found a way to make my peace with it. I didn't exactly... It didn't go the way I would have thought, but I didn't dislike it. So, right. I, you know, and again, I'm staying diplomatic for a reason, but like, I just, it's TV and it makes yeah. me happy and I don't want to let the end of it not being exactly what I personally wanted change the epicness of the show. I mean, you know, it changed a lot of lives for a lot of us. I think I'm, I've made peace because I want to walk away with a really good, strong feeling of it. So that's just the way I, that's just me. But, you know, that's just my diplomatic take on it, I guess. Me personally, I did not imagine any ending. So I, I just left it up in the air. Whatever happens, happens. Mm -hmm. And I think people are more used to the traditional happy endings in shows. Yeah. And this was a little bit twisted in a way that mm -hmm. it's not your traditional ending for a happy ending it's kind of a happy ending though because they end up together i liked yeah. it yeah i what i, I liked it you got good i understand how other people don't like it but it boils yeah. down to human humanity as we sure. are perspective you know, we all have different perspectives, so we want different things, and we see different things, and we have different feelings about the things that we've seen, so sure, yeah. like, there are some people who are really disappointed, and some people who really loved it. And yeah. All different so versions sure. of Linda Martin. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I had, like, 
what I thought of, what, what I imagined was they're going to either hell or heaven together, working on a case or working on like a, a therapy session and just being together. But when, they, when, I, when I see it, sorry, it's like my dreams came true, but like I want more than that. Right. <laughs> um, I, I yeah. I mean, I, to, to me, I thought it was a brilliant way to end it because, again, I, like you said, I, I don't need the bubblegum ending. I, mm -hmm. I like that they had to work for it, and that, but they still end up together. I mean, it, I mean, it's, it's not like that mystery never was solved. I mean, we, we finally got to Decker Star Endgame. I mean, why not? But I just, it's, I did, you know, it's been a month or so since the show has been out, and I can't ignore us as a fandom and the, 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 how it's kind of, it's interesting how the people are on the fence about it, but mm -hmm. I thought it was a great ending. And, and I, overall, I mean, we wouldn't be here talking about how intricate the show is and, and met because of conventions and there's going to be new, more conventions even after the show's ended, that'll bring us all together. So I think at the end of the day, yeah, I mean, it's great overall that the show happened and, and a lot of stuff that we talked about is, part of the show, like therapy and specific, you know, hard themes. But, well, that was an epic season recap. Um, but let's, before we, we, we wrap up, I want to, final thoughts on kind of the show as a whole and how, because this show is just unlike any other show. I mean, being canceled twice, basically, and revived twice. It's never happened in history. Um, <laughs> For a show, um, and how popular it's gotten, and and because of streaming taking over the world, uh, kind of your all final thoughts and how, because they've had been able to actually end it like they wanted to end it, what that means to a fan group as, as a whole. I have a lot to say on that subject, so maybe you want me to go last. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go to you. Go ahead. Um, being the head of the biggest fan Twitter account ever. Uh, <laughs> Weird. Um, yeah, no, go ahead, Gail. I mean, elaborate. You sure? on my, yeah. Um, well, I think because that's a lot to talk about, but like just to kind of make it quick, like, when this show started out, it's, and I've, I've said this before on Twitter, and I think I've said it on Facebook a few times, but, like, the show has spent its entire existence fighting to exist. Like, yeah. even from season one, I mean, it, it's never not had to fight. Um, because it was a big hit in season one, and then Fox kind of stopped paying a lot of attention to it, to put it nicely, and it just had to keep fighting and fighting and I think for whatever random reason we as a fandom seized on that I don't know if it's a personal thing like you just we can understand what it's like to have to fight for survival and it just drew everybody together so so tightly I, I mean I guess constantly having to fight for the right to exist as a tv show is something that really can knit people together pretty tightly and then it moves eventually onto a streaming platform and then it becomes like this huge massive hit the, like like the hit we always knew that it should have been and could have been and it becomes this thing and now it being done is just 
sort of hard. Like, now what? Yeah. But I feel like we were so lucky to, in some cases, sort of be in the right place at the right time. And, it, and it's not even just us as a fandom, but like the, the showrunners, the cast, the crew, everybody believed in it enough to keep fighting. And I think there's a reliance of us on them and them on us in feeling like we're all in this together to a point that just did something so unique that I, I don't know if that's something that's going to happen again. It's like, it's li like lightning has to strike at just the right time. Um, I feel like I never expected, like, at least for me personally, I never expected all of this to happen. You know, Jane and I started our Twitter and our Facebook just like, oh, I, we should all get everybody together and we should try to trend because people are using all these different hashtags and there's no concerted effort. And we did that thing. And for whatever reason, the fandom just got bigger and bigger. And, and that's not us. That's you guys. You know, we're just we're just one little cog in a tiny little in a great big machine. But like we did this thing. And for whatever reason, we all... I don't know, we became like this big family. I don't know, fighting for things, I guess, just makes you a big team. And I, it's changed a lot of things in like my life. And, you know, Jane's passed away now. And so like, I just feel like, I don't know. I think it just did, it did something I didn't expect. This, this as like Joe and Ildio was saying, you know, this little show about the devil, like, did something I could have never in a million years guessed. <laughs> and I feel like so privileged to have just been along for the ride. I mean, I'm just one little person out of a whole lot. And, and there's so many amazing people out there. Like you, you guys did this. It, it wasn't me. It was you guys. It's, it's us as a collective. You guys are amazing. And I, the show is amazing. And there are so many people who have found this comfortable happy home there and the show gave you the freedom to do that and to be that and to feel comfortable in your own skin and to express yourself and to create and to say things you need to say and to stand up for things that are important to you and that comes down directly from the show from the writers from the cast from the crew because that's who they are and that's you know we've felt like we can identify with them and it's it's a life changing thing I don't know. I don't know if that's a thing that's ever going to happen. Like, does lightning strike twice? Is it ever going to happen again? And I think we're all so incredibly lucky to have been part of this thing that's so much bigger than us. So there's my essay on it, I guess. <laughs> well said. Um, my journey with, like, the show is, like, it started on my birthday. So I had, like, my sister texted me saying that the new show coming to Fox. Like, you should watch it. It's really, really good. It, the show is amazing and like talking about so i basically watched it on my birthday and i was like this is a really good show <laughs> and it's really amazing i get to share like a birth with like an amazing show and throughout the like six seasons i fell in love with it i got my friends to watch it even got my best friend to even say that it's one of the best shows ever. It should run for like 11 seasons. And I made a lot, like, I made so many friends. Like, I started my Instagram. I made a lot of friends on there. Like, they helped me through it. 
even through bad times, I like turned to them and like they became family to me. Right. It's, it, what's funny about this show for me personally is like, I'm one of these people that cut cable cord a long time ago. So I've been streaming for years. I've been giving Netflix my money for too long, but um, <laughs> I, I didn't find it until I was on Netflix. Um, but I do remember seeing the hashtag the year before to save Lucifer. And I didn't know what that meant. I saw it trending because <laughs> I've been on social media for since social media started, but I didn't know what that meant because I, I, I didn't, I didn't have Fox. I didn't know what was as much as I'm a pop culture junkie. I, in terms, I was switching to the whole streaming thing that we're on now kind of early in the game. So I didn't know, I remember seeing that trending, but I had no idea what that meant. And then when it came to Netflix, I found it just, I was, it was suggested in my queue and I was like, all right. And I was hooked from, basically the first <laughs> two seconds of the show. The um, music. <laughs> yeah, the music. The minute the music starts, I was like, uh-oh. And then I think what really got me in the first episode was when he walks into Lux for the first time and they play Fame by David Bowie. Yeah. And that's my favorite <laughs> David Bowie track. I was like, all right, it's on. This show is the best because they know their music. Um, but anyway, yeah, so for me, I came late. But it was also, as you mentioned, and everybody's kind of mentioned that how it brought people into the life that they didn't think would happen. And there's this connection. This is also, I'm wearing a shirt, but I went to my first like convention because of it. Lucy Khan in 2019. Wow, that seems like forever ago now. I know, I'm not crazy. Um, and I met you, Marin. I met you, Gail, um, and Diana and a few of the other ladies that weren't able to make it today. But, and now we're gonna all do it again next year. In New Jersey, because it it's just a special show, but it's also more than that. But we not. It's like it's just it's hard to explain. But it's also it's great that like there's other people that see kind of what the show's done and kind of just mm -hmm. the epic, like you mentioned, fight that it's gone through of being canceled mm -hmm. basically twice and coming back. And it's but it created yeah. a safe space for people. Yeah, it really did. Yeah, and I think that's why a lot of us identify so strongly with it in various ways. It's just, it made it, it it was it's okay for you to be you, whoever yeah. you are. And that's really important. A lot of people need that. Yeah, the representation on the show with the characters, I think, with Maze and, and Lucifer itself and himself mm -hmm. and like this, the diverse of the cat, the diversity of the cast. I think that was a big draw as well. It's like yeah. We're starting to see more representation in Hollywood together as it, as it's been happening. But I think it was great that this show was a big proponent of that. Of we need to represent as many groups and show people as much as possible. Uh oh, the famous dog. Here, here's your double dog, Um. So before we wrap up, I did want to shout out that. Uh, oh, go ahead, Mary. Sorry, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna <laughs> <laughs> I was just collecting my thoughts, and my story is very similar to yours, Brooke. As I didn't have cable, I didn't know about the show until Netflix, and then I binged it, and then I heard about 
with uh, Lucy Khan in LA and then booked my ticket right away and went there <laughs> all by myself without knowing anybody and then made tons of friends. And uh, since I create things what based on what inspires me pretty much, I don't really follow trends or anything. And uh, this show just sparked something in my brain and maybe other people not gonna like what I create, but this is coming from me, from out, from inside. That this show got in here, and then it came out, and it's a piece of me. And uh, feel free to visit my website and see. I have a whole collection full of Lucifer stuff, and uh, it's called Morning Stars. Morning and it's Star. awesome. Yeah. And, um, I try to create new ones and I have other fandom created and other non-fandom related items as well. But this show is just was so inspiring and uh, all the little word plays and the fun <clears throat> that they put in there, it just cracks me up. Even if I watch it. Yeah. It's just a never-ending loop to rewatch this show, pretty much. So they accomplished what they intended, I believe, mm -hmm. with uh, closing, like going back to season one, episode one. And I am a musical-oriented uh, person as well. I used to be a professional dancer in theaters, so the music is important. And yeah. like from the first song, I was hooked because I love Cage the Elephant. Yeah. And, um, yeah. I remember oh, Tom talking about that they tried to get the Rolling Stone song, mm -hmm. Sympathy of the Devil. Yeah, Sympathy of the Devil. That's, that's way overused. And that song connects me to Interview with a Vampire because that was the oh, ending wow. of that uh, movie. So I was happy inside that they chose, they had to choose that other song, which is No Rest for the Wicked. And well, that's such a good, it's such a good song because it's such a strong sound. Like there's an attitude to it. I feel like it just set the whole stage. Totally agree with you. And, and throughout the whole series, the music was always spot mm -hmm. on. Yes. Mm -hmm. so yeah, shout out to Justin. Yeah, for those that, I just uh, did a uh, Throwback Thursday episode. Justin was on this podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, so if you want to check out that episode, we talk about he's, he's awesome. supervision. And he's such a nice guy. I reach out to mm -hmm. him on Twitter. And Super. And he answers questions all the time on Twitter. He didn't happily do. Yeah. And for those that also don't know, I created a playlist uh, of the music from the show or inspired by the show. There's links. If you go, or you can go to tunefine.com mm -hmm. and look up Lucifer. Yep. It's curated of what songs were used in the show. So if you want the names of them or to find them on any streaming platform, that's where I kind of also did my research for the playlist I created on Spotify. So mm -hmm. definitely um, shout out to Justin and the production team and everybody for the music. A lot of people should know this, but music is like my life. Um, mm -hmm. So the fact that uh, they integrated music so much, and that was a big part of Lucifer's character and the the in Lux and everything. I, I think that was a big draw for me as well. 
Um, yeah, so everybody check out cherrybdesigns.com. Um, I, I personally have some items. I have, I, I don't know why I don't have them out right now. I, I have my, my podcast mug, but I don't have my Lucifer mug out. Shame on me. <laughs> uh, but as she has them in display, so definitely everybody. Uh, there's great stuff: the shirts, the bag. I have my bag. She gave to me. I use as my purse, basically. Um, people, like last night, I was actually fun story. I was out last night with some friends, and I had my Lucifer bag on me, and people were like, "Oh wow!" And I was like, "Yeah, there's quotes from the show. Check it out." <laughs> um, so definitely check out her designs and the website. That they're awesome, and um, uh, we've gone two hours. My lord. Um, thank you, everybody that that uh, tuned in for this episode, and thank you, everybody. Thank you, Gail. Thank you, Carrie. Thank you, Mary, for for being my guests on this episode and chatting about the show. And um, I know, Gail, you're going to LucyCon. Are you going, Mary? I'm, I'm not sure. going. To, I'm going to Lux. Oh, you're going to Lux. Okay. Yeah, I'm not going. I had tickets to Chicago, and they canceled it. Okay. Well, I was gonna go to Lux, but I couldn't make that happen so then i decided i'll go to the one in new jersey because i had to cancel lux but conventions everybody um definitely check out i know there's they're like sold out ish um but mm -hmm. there's one i know there's one in france yeah, okay. yep and then there's one in italy well one that, that tom goes to with like a lot of other supernatural mm -hmm. cast members and yeah jibcon yeah, and then there's like I said, the the, the new LucyCon is in New Jersey in the spring, mm -hmm. um, and I know there's it's still I think there's still tickets available, still passes. So if you're on the fence and you listen to this episode and you want to join us, come on down. Um, it'll be fun. Um, but thank you everybody to tune in on this Saturday, and this video replay will be up immediately and if you just want the audio only it'll come up later this weekend but thank you everybody and we'll see you on the next episode thank you bye see you guys